Hello and welcome to episode number 289 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Good, good. I'm very excited for this week's show because we have a very interesting movie to talk about, um, which we kind of, we talked about at the tail end, didn't we, last week, um, Mm. at the end of our Batman episode, where people kind of got a little insight into behind the scenes, because that was basically us just talking about it for the first time and being like, I found this This movie. movie. Yeah, I've never heard of it until last week. Um, It seems like it might be a horror movie. Who knows? Um, And yeah, I've seen it now, so I do know it is a horror movie, so that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we'll find out if it's actually a good film or not shortly. Um, Last week we reviewed Batman, this week we're reviewing a Disney movie. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, let's just get to that because I kind of put it in the news. Um, there's a couple of movies. Um, so, yeah, this movie is out on Hulu uh, in the States as of right now. Um, and, yeah, it will be coming to the UK on Disney Plus uh, this Friday, the 18th of March. So just a couple of days after this podcast goes live, which is fantastic. And obviously, like, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot that, like, it makes a lot of sense because obviously Hulu is owned by Disney. And that seems to have been the way some of the releases have gone, but not all. Because, for example, I believe Run that we covered last year was a Hulu release, and that Mm -hmm. just straight away ended up on Netflix in the UK. So there isn't kind of like a official rule in that all these movies end up on Disney Plus. Because obviously, like like I said last week, I'm pretty sure Hellraiser is a Hulu movie. So we still don't really know what the hell's going on with that in the UK, and we probably won't until very close to release. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like that would be amazing. If we get to see the new Hellraiser on Disney Plus, um, it would just be hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's not the only movie actually. But one of my favorite movies of the year so far, um, Nightmare Alley, is coming to Disney mm. Plus this week as well. Um, so yeah, as of uh, when this podcast goes live, it'll already be on there because it comes out the sixteenth, uh, Wednesday this week. So yeah, some two big uh, releases on Disney Plus. Um, and obviously, yeah, you can already. I think Nightmare Alley is out on Blu-ray next week as well. So it's kind of everywhere. But obviously, if you don't want to buy the blu-ray but definitely watch it if you have disney plus stick it on it's incredible movie um but yeah kind of getting into the news um this first one is to do with a movie that we will be seeing next week um which i guess we'll be uh we'll be talking about the end of the show because we do know in fact that we will definitely be seeing ty west's x at the cinema next week um which is awesome i know Oh, I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy we're not getting screwed at all, let alone with this one. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I've, I've got high hopes for this movie. But this news story I saw today, and it's bizarre. Um, I just kind of glanced at it, and I didn't want to know too much Yo about on. it. Because, obviously, like, we haven't seen the movie yet. But, basically, there's a... He's already... So, Ty West has already filmed a prequel to <laughs> X. Um, so, this movie had yeah. its world premiere... Um, at the South by Southwest Film Festival um, a few days ago. And at the Q&A after the premiere, he basically showed a trailer for this prequel, um, <laughs> which is titled Pearl. So <laughs> continuing the uh, oh, mental he should, titles. He should definitely called it XX. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could have got there finally. Um, but, yeah, so it's... 
weird. Like it's already been shot. Apparently, it's in it's in post production. The only thing I will add to this because kind of th- there was some details about it, and I just kind of skipped over them because I was like, well, I haven't seen X mm. yet. So, yeah. um, but it says um, obviously X is coming out this Friday, and it says exclusive prequel footage will uh, will it be available only in theaters? Um, so God knows what that means. Obviously, to me, that very much sounds like a post credit sequence. Um, post credits trailer. Post credit. Yeah. So, you know, taking taking that uh, page out of the Marvel book um, would be funny to see for a horror, for like a small indie A twenty four horror movie to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what this is. I don't believe this story for starters. Like, I don't think this is a film. Like, it's being called like it's a prequel film, and I'm like, no, I'm sure it's probably like a ten minute short or something that you know is cool, and I'm sure will be on the Blu ray in the future and stuff. But like, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be like a ninety minute you know plus film. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, I don't even know, man. Like, I i forgot the days what those days were like when these these guys were the guys that we were like getting all the horror stuff off and they were just doing mad shit constantly (laughs) and like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he's like yeah i've I've filmed like half a dozen of these actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's gonna be gone for a while it makes sense (laughs) he's like you just let me know i've got a lot of like half-made porno movies (laughs) (laughs) you just pull the trigger a24 (laughs) yeah and they're like i'm good just give us one for now we'll see how it goes um so yeah oh ty west it's it's great it's great to have him back for better or worse um (laughs) but uh yeah and then lastly this uh little news story regarding our, our boy rob zombie um Oh, it's been a while obviously, from yeah. So obviously, the monsters is in full production at the minute, and we kind of get in. It's funny because he's kind of doing his classic, like teasing the cast on Instagram, and you know, I, I don't showing know different if I names. Can handle that again. Well, it's funny because I haven't really been keeping track of it because all of the names that we talked about when basically all of this leaked like a year a year ago were all true. <laughs> um, because I think it was this week that he only officially announced that Elvira is in the movie, and and we right. said that in the original, you know, rumors yeah. like. A year ago um and obviously everyone else like um richard brake and obviously jeff daniel phillips and cherry moon zombie like they're all in it obviously mm-hmm. um but more interestingly obviously there's been a lot of rumors and speculation regarding what would be the rating for this movie um because it is it's rob zombie but it's the monsters <laughs> and yeah we kind of i was not rob expecting this putting out a film that's not rated r well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, uh, I was in your camp as well. I was like, yeah, I mean, he's going to make Rob Zombies the monsters. That's what it is. Well, I mean, I think even if he made something, the ratings board are going to slap an R on him anyway. So I know, that's the thing where I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how this has happened, but apparently the monsters has received an official PG rating Brilliant. Um, for quote, macabre and suggestive <laughs> material, scary images and language. <laughs> yeah, um, and 460 swear words. <laughs> I love that because if you didn't hear the rating, you were like yeah. macabre and suggestive material. Okay, you got like people's faces being bitten off and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, cutting off faces images. Yeah, all that stuff. Language. Yeah, everyone's saying the most like messed up language yeah. to each other. You know, every other word is a swear word. Great. Sounds like a Rob yeah, Zombie basically movie. Basically, it just hasn't mentioned like the nudity. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, okay, um, you pulled it back a little bit. Well, suggestive material potentially. Um, but yeah, and then 
yeah it's a pg i mean Brilliant. i i really like this um as we keep discussing with this as a project like i never would have dreamt that i would want this to be from rob but as we keep saying i was at a point where i was just so content with him as a filmmaker and i just wanted him to do something unexpected and him making a pg movie if you'd have said that on the back of free from hell i'd have you know been like that's never gonna happen in a million years so that's really cool like i again it's just one of these things that i'm I'll get more and more excited about as we get closer to it because it's very unique, isn't it? Like this isn't going to look like a traditional Rob movie. No, it's very strange. I mean, you know, I am, you know, I am excited for it, and it's fun to see him do something different. But I'm also like, I hope it just keeps gives him the spark to keep going as well because mm. you know, um, like we said, he kind of closed a massive chapter with Free from Hell. And I feel like, you know, that is also bookended by kind of 31 as well. And it's like he he kind of needs this palate cleanser almost. It was kind of yeah. like, you know, I felt like Lords of Salem did it in a lot of ways where he made a movie that he truly wanted to make after those Halloween movies. Yeah. And he, he truly needed to make Lords of Salem. And over the years, I've grown to appreciate that movie more and more um and and yeah now like i feel like not for a negative reason but just because of what he's just done like what can he do other than those movies again mm. unless he takes such a curveball like this yeah um, so it does make sense and and like i say you know any, any rob you know film is going to be high on our list yeah for sure like this is just a cool like i say it's not one of those big horror films that i'm looking forward to this year like there are so many of them but this is obviously the return of rob which is fantastic and it's in such a different place that it's like i guess my my only fear is that i i would come out of it thinking that was really cool but it's not for us is mm. kind of like my fear because i do i feel like as we obviously we need to see like a trailer for example yeah. but like that's my warriors almost where i'm by the end of it i'm like oh i'm really glad rob got to make this and clearly he loved it but it's just not for me like you know free from hell and that trilogy and and 31 that's clearly for us um but i want to live in a world where where it's all for us um so yeah we shall obviously see once it comes out like and again also this is rated so mm, yeah and obviously crazy. And again, all of the rumours, which have all turned out to be 100% correct so far, a lot of those rumours were pointing to this being a Peacock exclusive, which is still unconfirmed at this point. Mm. Um, and obviously, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm almost certain that's going to be the case. I was going to say so, unconfirmed or but confirmed. <laughs> yeah, so like, and if that does be the case, they're probably only going to announce the release. They'll probably go like, here's the trailer and it's out in three or four weeks. Yeah. So like, it's not going to have this ridiculous tale, you know, and like years of excitement, like free from hell. It's going to be like, yeah, it's out next month you know this feels like a scaled back movie you know especially mm. with that rating they, it can get chucked on you know they haven't got to worry about offending anyone or anything like that and and so you know yeah it feels like a movie that could drop imminently yeah, yeah. i i think we'll get this before september would be my prediction yeah um so yeah i'm looking forward to it um but shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about fresh this is a richard break grab your fucking popcorn you're listening to Super Horror Bros. So yeah, as we kind of mentioned, like 
I love movies like this, almost similarly to Hellbender, really, mm. where it it just came out of nowhere. Um, like I literally said on the podcast last week, where I was like, "Well, I'm now starting to see a couple of horror people talk about it, but pretty much all of like the mainstream horror outlets that I frequent, especially for news and stuff, like most notably Bloody Disgusting, like mm. they have not said anything about this movie. <laughs> you know, normally I see like trailers ahead or even casting announcements and all of that stuff for years on end. Yeah. Um, whereas this was like, oh, it's out now. It's got an actor in who are watching anything anyway, and it seems to be a horror." But obviously they are purposefully yeah. yeah they're purposefully keeping their cards extremely close to their chest um which i am very much aware of and will obviously um you know have an impact on our conversation yeah, boy. <laughs> because i think well because i do think we're gonna have to give yeah. just well, well obviously you can tell the plot up until like the 30 minute mark we'll have to give our overall thoughts on the movie then we're just gonna have to do a spoiler warning to really dig into yeah. it because and and normally we want to do that anyway just for our own kind of you know we're so anti-spoilers yeah. but i do want to give them credit that they purposefully hid everything in the marketing in the trailer they don't want you to know what the movie is about prior to going in so i don't per- i don't want to spoil that no. um so yeah i guess that being said what what is fresh about Oh, thanks bro thanks um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean um yeah this movie obviously stars sebastian stan uh which is pretty exciting for us like yeah. you know pretty pretty kind of hot on seeing anything he can do since kind of his emergence as the winter soldier um and yeah seeing him in this movie is pretty pretty awesome um his kind of co-star uh, she's like super familiar to me yeah daisy daisy edgar jones but i i looked on her imdb and she's been in nothing that i i think i've seen her in but my I god the exact the, same yeah for the entire <laughs> movie i was like i know her like she's mm. she's in like a tv show or something i've seen her before but i don't think i have it's very strange. yeah well she, she's a british actress mm. um and yeah she's only 23 so she obviously hasn't been in a lot of stuff but yeah she just has this presence on screen where i immediately yeah. felt familiar where i was like oh i'm almost certain we've covered a film of hers for yeah. the show yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um and and yeah, she she plays was it Noah or Nora? Or yes, Noah, 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 yeah. Um and yeah, Sebastian Stan plays Steve and kind of um Noah is basically we kind of meet her in the opening scene kind of going through a dating app and having like a awkward uh uh Tinder date with someone that kind of just ends very abruptly. And you know, so she's kind of looking for love, but she's also kind of this independent woman that that's kind of not admitting that she's looking for love i guess mm. and um she meets steve at late night shopping in a supermarket kind of this chance meet cue of him kind of being you know very charming and kind of having a conversation to her what was it about grapes that taste like yeah. candy floss or something yeah i went on a whole journey <laughs> Like I had, I paused Go the movie on. immediately. <laughs> I paused the movie because I was yeah, like, is "Wait, is that real?" And then immediately that. finding out it was real, and really? they sell them in like every UK supermarket. Really? <laughs> and I have not tried them yet, but I it, trust me, it's an ongoing thing. I will hopefully have tried Mate. them by next week. <laughs> I was gonna say, n- next time, next time we go to the cinema, we're, we're yes. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like that did that not blow your mind as well because i literally had to pause it where i was like is this some weird thing they're putting this movie but it seems so real <laughs> it did but not enough to pause the movie <laughs> oh man i was, was so in on these candy floss grapes <laughs> <laughs> candy floss grapes aside um 
I guess, yeah, we, we then kind of get, uh, um, you know, scenes of those two kind of meeting up after this, kind of having their first date and kind of um, going on from there. That seems like this idyllic kind kind of um, romance. And mm. um, I guess uh, we, we get the uh, title card of the movie what is it like 33 minutes into the movie yeah over half an hour into the movie and it's basically when the movie takes a turn and steve has some hidden secrets and isn't quite as nice and charming well he is as nice as charming but he has a dark Mm. side that he's been hiding and he kind of reveals that at the half an hour mark and that's when we get the um title credits and um roll onto the second half of the movie which is kind of what the movie has been disguising really what the horror aspect is and what the yeah you know what steve's intentions are and what his kind of dark side is is kind of what the you know the the spoiler of the the real synopsis of this movie Mm. um so yeah i mean i guess i'm gonna leave it there for now and i think you know we'll we'll give our thoughts on it and then i think we'll we'll go into it's gonna be very hard to have a longer conversation about this movie until and until we go into what what he's actually up to yeah we can obviously throw up a spoiler alert and then reveal what the horror is before even going into like the ending and stuff yeah Um, i think when we do throw up that spoiler warning i think it will just be a spoiler of the full plot i don't think we'll be going full hardcore spoilers on the ending because the movie has only just come out but it's mainly just to yeah. give the rest of the plot away really but we just want to be a bit careful with it yeah the only other thing i guess which i guess it's not massively relevant but it is kind of interesting is like he they haven't made each other too long and he he wants her to go on this trip away mm-hmm. with him and that is like immediately just this massive kind of red flag moment where you're yeah. like man what is going on here why are you kind of agreeing to this and she's she's also very much aware which she's like well, it's, this it's, is going too well with this guy <laughs> yeah it's funny because she has this friend that she's talking with and mm. you know she almost is saying like man he's too good to be true yeah. And I'm also like, I want to be strong and independent and I don't want to just, you know, give in to, to, to him. But likewise, I can't help it and I'm going away mm. and it's just, it's happening. And she's almost yeah. like just accepted that whatever he might be, she she's willing to embrace. And yeah, and yeah she, she lets herself go and just, yeah, like goes on this weekend away with him, just completely not even thinking about it and kind of, you know, not, not to go into full spoiler bit, but you know, as, as that kind of, um, journey takes place, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, we're going away. Oh, it's a surprise. Oh, the traffic's really bad. We're just going to go to my house first. Like, Oh, your house doesn't have a phone signal. Like, yeah, it has a bad signal. I'll give you the Wi-Fi <laughs> code at some point. Like yeah. all of it is just like alarm bell and like, but but mm. she's just like swept up in the moment and you know she she knows those alarm bells are there, but she just chooses to not care, which, yeah. which I think is an interesting choice for sure. Um, I even loved their first meeting in the supermarket yeah. because obviously you're watching it and you think it's a horror movie, so you kind of have your own suspicions. But I do think it was. It was so overtly perfect, this scenario, which I loved. And it felt rehearsed, you know. It felt like Steve had done this a million times. Where, like, he's like. It it was Red Eye. 
yeah exactly yeah 100% yeah and I, lo- I love that vibe because again you're kind of like and she looks she's almost looking around her at one point in the aisle being like is anyone else seeing this that I'm gone on all of these awful dates yeah. on tinder i'm struggling in the dating world and then out of nowhere there is the perfect man for me yeah. who's like yeah exactly here's this really good looking charming single guy who's into me and flirting and is funny and and all of this stuff um and oh he's talking about these grapes and then he's having this nervous moment on oh, the chap and he's got... line and then like yeah in the poor chap line to make it even more charming like just yeah, all and then having this perfect. little nervous like oh can i get your number because then i can kind of tell my nephews about the, the girl i met at the grocery store yeah. about the grapes and all it just he's making himself yeah, so like grounded and real like it was so brilliant because yeah you can kind of see it a mile off and even though again even trying to take out the i'm watching a horror movie aspect you just know you're and like what i really loved was it had this like get out vibe right where it's like you're sitting there it's kind of, and you wanted to scream it to noah just being like no don't, like this is not what you think it is um yeah. because life isn't this Leave perfect and guess what you know that better than anyone yeah. like but you're just ultimately gonna fall for it because this is clearly what you want so much um yeah. But going back to obviously the um I, I love the first scene. I think the movie starts mm-hmm. off on such a good note with this terrible date. Yeah. Because like it sets up Noah brilliantly, who she is. I say where she's so like yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, she is this, you know, strong, independent woman, but then she's also, she's aware that she wants to have a a loving relationship, but she openly says that she hates dating. Mm -hmm. She hates like the fakeness of it. Um, I can't remember what she says, though, something about, is it like you, you, you create this like perfect persona, which is clearly bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what you have to put forward when you first meet someone, because you're obviously not going to immediately tell them like all the, the negative parts of your personality. Um, and she almost wants to speed. yeah so it's like she almost wants to fast forward to getting to like the real person which you just is never going to happen um and this guy on the date is just like he's every cliche rolled into one and it's brilliant like his yeah, performance for a guy who's just in one scene was yeah. so good with the fucking scarf and like him you know leaning forward into his food oh. um and as soon well, as he starts saying the like bit about when he's like oh women you know back in the day they used to have this they used to care more about their parents and wear yeah. dresses and like don't get me wrong you look great in a dress but you look great in whatever you're wearing right now and like these weird like he thinks he's a feminist but actually he's being sexist and yeah. i just i love that they nailed all of that stuff for uh, me yeah well like before they even meet and he yeah. has texted her to say just so you know it's cash only so bring cash. <laughs> yeah, like, i love that so much that was brilliant as well and yeah everything about him was executed to perfection and it set up noah perfectly and set up the world that she is enduring and and it and it also works so well that when steve comes along Mm. she is going to get swept away because this is what she's been hunting and unbeknownst really that this is what she's been hunting for you know that this perfect guy you know she doesn't have this ideal of it but it's what she's kind of been wanting and and now she's Mm. kind of got it she's not willing to see the other signs um yeah, we needed that scene to really get into her mental mm, state. Like, yeah. say, like she's clearly been doing this for years. And like, say, they set up everything. They set up Noah. They set up the best friend because she kind of immediately calls her, mm-hmm. and she's clearly like her wingman in a sense. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gets her dating advice from her. Um, and her saying like, "Yeah, like I'm, I'm fine with paying for my own food, but like, why did he bring it up before we've even met? Like, he's already starting off on a bad foot. Like, I just loved all of that yeah. stuff. Um, and then yeah, once we kind of obviously get into their relationship, and obviously it's blossoming, and it's been, and it really is just the like idyllic 
perfect relationship that you just know is going to go south, which I loved. So, like, for the first 30 minutes, I was just eager in anticipation. Mm -hmm. Again, like, I was already invested in all of the characters, and then knowing that I was watching a horror movie where nothing horror had happened so far, I was like, oh, this is great, because they've got... Yeah, I was like, oh, they've got me hooked on the characters and the world and the story, and then I'm going to be introduced to all the horror. Um and thankfully for me, it completely continued and more once we got to the horror. Um, I loved all of the horror. Like, the way it looks visually is great. It's genuinely sinister and creepy throughout the entire goddamn movie. Um, like, so uncomfortable. So many different scenes in this entire film. Um, and obviously, we'll get into it more once we go a bit more spoilery. But, yeah, I I adored this film. And it was just such a lovely surprise. Like, this is like the dream for doing this show where... It's a movie that I hadn't even heard of two weeks ago, and now it's a movie that I'm going to be, like, telling people to watch, where I'm going to be like, yep, this is one of those movies that I don't want you to know anything about it, just watch it. Um, Because the performances are so strong across the board, um, and the actual, once you get to the twist, I think it will hit people really hard even more when people aren't, you know, specifically watching it for a horror podcast. Mm. Um, And that's why I love what they've done with the marketing and just putting this on Hulu and and especially putting it on Disney Plus in the UK um, with a main actor in it like Sebastian Stan. The way it's advertised as well on Disney Plus, where it's like, our our own Sebastian Stan is in another movie. Watch it, guys. It's like, oh, you, you little. Trollers. Oh, they're like, oh, we're finally going to get to see the love story for Bucky in the Winter Soldier, and then they're going to put this on. And for the first thirty minutes, they're going to get that, and then then they're going to get destroyed. Like it's going to be their martyrs, where they're just not going to know what's what's hit them. When because like this movie's fucking brutal when it really gets into it in the violence and stuff. And I I loved it. I I really can't. (laughs) Go on. I was just going to say I really can't wait to talk about the horror stuff because um I think this movie's exceptional, and I think it's such a good surprise where we've had those in recent years um sometimes they're at fright fest and it is harder i guess outside of that bubble to to surprise us Mm. typically it's movies that we think aren't going to be very good like an old that then surprise us being very good um it's rare that we get a movie that just comes out of complete nowhere that i that i really really dug the way i'd like really Mm. dug this movie for sure i think um one of the one of the real um funny things for me with it being on disney plus and the way it's advertised is that if you've just got a regular account set up the the age ratings and stuff just all blend in for me when i'm mm. watching when i've got disney plus on and someone's literally going to flick this on thinking yeah it's some sort of rom-com with with sebastian <laughs> stan in which is fantastic um yeah. but yeah going into my thoughts on it i'm i'm pretty similar to you really that i was mesmerized by the opening half an hour um i found uh, i already kind of touched on it but i found nora just absolutely um you know so sympathetic such a great lead like her her character just was this super interesting you know we, we don't know much about her but what we know she's just very likable and that's that's definitely kind of daisy's performance that does that and and i thought mm. she was great we know sebastian stan can be great but he's also fantastic in this you know incredibly charming in that first half an hour and i felt like the two of them had genuine chemistry um yeah definitely that that kind of really really kind of just went through you know sometimes you you just really root for a couple when they get together in in a tv show or a movie or whatever and like i instantly felt that for these two even though i knew it was going to go sour (laughs) um which was fantastic and um 
I think, yeah, the the movie, uh, you know, when it does take its turn, the the horror landed for me. The the you know the movie is a slow burn as well. Like when it when we get this twist, it doesn't. It, it does have these crazy moments in, but it's also you know it's doing it at a pace. And when things are kind of gross and sinister, it if you didn't know what was going on, it wouldn't be. And that's the thing that's so clever about it, where it just uses what you know. And it makes it 10 times worse, which which I think mm. is really clever and kind of, you know, does it in a way that um, not many movies would do where they'd just be overtly disgusting. Um, and and yeah, I thought it was subtle, but very gruesome when you know, you know, the content. And um, yeah, I, th- I thought it looked, you know, fantastic for our I thought all, all the characters as well, like you, you mentioned the kind of guy at the opening scene, you know, how he just to be a throwaway guy that's just having a date in the scene and one one scene in the movie was great but like pretty much all the supporting characters are pretty good like i enjoyed the the best friend and even like the bartender guy like he had some good moments especially at the mm. end i thought i thought he yeah. was brilliant at the end um, yeah he was and and yeah kind of that worked well and then just seeing this this different side of sebastian stan and kind of like I genuinely think he's a psycho after watching this movie now, which is what, yeah. what you know what he should do if he's going to nail this performance. And and yeah, he he really did. And um, yeah, like like you said, it's it's one of these things where you know it it's kind of the main reason why we we started this podcast. You know, we were going to go see a screen movie at the cinema, regardless of whether we do a podcast or not. Like we're not seeking these movies out like instantly without this podcast, and that that's why we kind of started to discover these gems that we knew do exist. And and this is one where it was just yeah, no idea what it was a week ago, and had an absolutely amazing time watching it. A week later, here I am, you know, a big big kind of um, supporter of this movie, which is awesome. Yeah, the, the the one thing I did want to touch upon, and then we'll obviously go into the the first part of the spoilers um, to really do, obviously dive into the horror. Mm. I thought this movie was incredibly well directed. It was something mm. that even stood to me just within the first thirty minutes of like shot choice and use of lighting and shadows in particular and obviously once we get into the horror of it and kind of the situation that noah is in they they use the camera in just beautiful ways and, it, and it's something that is this is a limited movie you know a lot of it set in one location um and so it could end up you know in a different pair of hands in a, in a not so talented pair of hands be quite boring or, you know, like it maybe even, I, I think the performances are so strong that it would still be very enjoyable, mm. but like there, there, there was so much to the directing that was keeping me engaged and the way the camera, especially follows Steve around his house. Yeah. Um, it was just so good. And I, I believe this is the director Mimi caves, like debut. As yeah. Well. I, I saw which is just mind-blowing. Like, we've had so many of these ridiculous directorial debuts in recent years that just, you forget all the names now off the top of your head because yeah. we've seen so many directors that they're like, this is my first movie. And this this wasn't the thing back in the day. You would need to have a couple of movies under your belt before you would get to this level of craft mm. because there's such confidence in the use of certain shots. Like, sometimes it'll be very uh frantic in need to be but then other times they'll just linger on the shot and i love that where there's just such a care that's gone into it it's not just like your most basic setup and it's not like okay we've got two great actors so we're just going to kind of let them do the heavy lifting like 
it it just adds to the level of why i thought this movie was overall utterly brilliant was the directing was incredible the story had me hooked it's a great horror film and then these two lead performances are so goddamn good and like i say daisy gets across this level of innocence that is like perfect for noah because i i really don't I really think that if I wasn't so invested in that character, I probably would be as high on the movie, even though I still think that, like, I loved Sebastian Stan as the villain. Obviously, he was so incredible, but you still need, like, he could have easily taken the limelight away from a lesser acting performance here because we're so invested in him anyway. Like, we're, we're already fans going in, and then we get to see his american psycho turn you know like what we've always wanted to see for the longest time and he and he executes it perfectly but she doesn't get lost in the shuffle like she is an equal part of this movie that i was still rooting for until the very end um yeah she has no right to to kind of be as powerful in this than what she is considering mm. like to us considering that sebastian stan is someone that we're big fans of and seeing him sink kind of his teeth into this project is like super um you know exciting and seeing him kind of have that turn and yeah you know you would have thought that like a a relatively kind of unknown young actress would just get lost in that but she completely holds her own and like i say to the point that i was more way more invested in her than i mm. was you know steve at the end of it which is what it needs to be but that's 100%. incredibly hard to achieve you know you think you know look at the caliber of actor it took in silence of the lambs for that to happen you yeah. know and and this is a similar sort of thing you know um and and yeah you know touching on the director as well i think you know one of the one of the things i thought this movie did fantastically well was use the house as a character and mm. and make it very disorientating and very confusing how big this house is and where everything is and sometimes, yeah. you know, when you watch one of these movies, you know, you watch like a, a um, uh, uh, Don't Breathe or something like that, you kind of get the, the layout of the house in your head. And you yeah. start to kind of know where everything is and you kind of think, right, okay, yeah, they're in that room, right, they can go to this, you know, they they got to go to the kitchen, there's the back door and exit. Whereas, like, I had no idea where anything was and it was very disorientating. And I almost didn't know how big some of the rooms were. Like, yeah. so, you know, we see we see certain rooms multiple times in the movie, but it's always shot in a different, interesting way. And it made me feel very lost in the house, which was great because that really added to kind of um, Noah's journey and kind of how you were in it, where you just felt like lost in a rabbit warren. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a really good point where the house does feel like this kind of constantly evolving labyrinth, doesn't it? Mm. Where, you know, they're, you know, there's they're stuck, but it's like you don't know how big it is. I don't even know where it is or anything. And like I say, it constantly feels like the rooms are almost changing at times mm. because they are so there's so many different like um I want to say art styles, but obviously whatever the equivalent is to houses, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, architecture, like there's so many different choices in this mm. house. There's like, there's modern stuff. There's like really old school, like brickwork, like there's, there's wood, there's, there's paintings and stuff, you know, modern art. Like there's so many different aspects yeah. to the house. Weird glass, you know, glass there's loads of, that have just got yeah, garden, exactly. like a garden that's only behind that glass wall. Like, yeah, like all weird shit like that. And you're like, does this garden even exist? Is this a fake garden? Just like yeah i love stuff like that where yeah it completely adds to the mystery and it completely adds to the hopelessness of the main character which you definitely want um for sure 
but yeah, I guess um, I, I want to do obviously recommendations before mm-hmm. we go into uh, spoilers. So for me, this is the strongest recommendation I've given to a movie this year. Um, and the reason for that is because of the fact that I don't think this is on the general horror radar at all for whatever reason. And I, I don't know if it's maybe the marketing is is too strong in hiding exactly. the horror. Yeah, because it's like this doesn't seem to be on people's radar, and like this is a horror film. And again, even stuff like Wikipedia calls this like a comedy thriller, comedy thriller and it's just yeah, like which is outrageous. It's not it's, a comedy, you know. I mean, no, you know, there are jokes in it, but there are jokes yeah. in it out. Like you know, exactly, it's just stupid. So, like, this is a horror movie, first and foremost, for people that want to know that. And it's an amazing original horror movie Mm -hmm. that's completely going under the radar. And so for that's why it'd be the strongest recommendation I could possibly give is, like, if you haven't seen this movie and we're about to go in spoilers, like, stop it and go and watch this movie. It's on Hulu in the States. It's going to be on Disney Plus in the UK very shortly. And then listen to us really dive into the horror because this is... It's just so good. Like, this is what modern horror fans, this is a gift to us. Like, it's just dropped out of thin air from a director that no one's heard of, um, that isn't on anyone's radar. For some unknown reason, the kind of mainstream horror press don't seem to be covering it. And I don't know why, other than, like, the reason we just said that maybe they've done way too good of a job. And I'm someone who loves this level of marketing and keeping it secret. And obviously... There are other movies, for example, coming out this year, like Jordan Peele's new movie that's shrouded in secrecy. But obviously, like, he can get away with that because it's Jordan Peele. But, Mm. like, this is a bold thing to do for your first project to not openly tell people what it is. Like, we've seen films this year, in my opinion, like Lamb, that are telling you, that are selling you a false narrative, that it's not actually a horror movie. It's just a movie, and they don't really know what to call it, so they call it a horror movie because it has a couple of scenes of violence. This is just a horror movie. It's, It's tense. It's dealing with very horror um themes uh, and emotions um it's yeah. visceral at times and yeah it's it's just absolutely fantastic i don't yeah i think that's the thing that like sometimes i feel like we've had to try to argue and justify mm. that we're watching a horror movie we've had that a couple of times this year with things this is just unequivocally a horror movie i don't think there needs to be a discussion whether it's a horror movie or not and it, in mm. i think yeah it, it gets an incredibly strong recommendation for me as well and just i hope people that listen to this watch it purely based off our conversation to this point because i think going into it just you know it it would be fantastic if you could just go into it as a horror fan not even knowing it's a horror movie but the fact like you know we haven't said that much and i think that's perfect because you you don't need to know anymore other than it's a fantastic horror movie throughout the horror's great, the plot's great, the the execution's great, and the performances are world-class. So, um, yeah, definitely watch it. And it's a really great kind of feather in the cap of Disney Plus for the UK. You know, mm. seeing kind of this, 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 like, you know, growing amount of horror movies on Disney Plus is very strange. Obviously, yeah. like, you know, Nightmare Alley was one that we kind of argued into the horror category that I discussed earlier, but it's got things like Nighthouse in and we spoke mm. before and like you know quite a few other things and it's kind of um you know it, it's this weird place you know where obviously like the walking dead is there and and these other things and it's kind of like you know you're suddenly watching you know lion king and then suddenly a random <laughs> horror movie pops up and it's it's a strange mm. platform that i absolutely dig because I'm more than happy to kind of be watching Star Wars one second and then Aliens the next. 
think Aliens yeah. is on there. It is, um, yeah. Yeah, and and like that's that's great. So yeah, yeah, definitely a strong recommendation for me as well. For sure. Um, so yeah, obviously, spoiler alert, not for like the finale or anything like that, but we're obviously going to spoil like why this is a horror movie, which was basically revealed within the first sort of 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, very quickly, like, why, why is this a horror movie? What's going on with Steve? What's he up to? Oh, Steve. So, um, yeah, the, the trip that Steve is going to take her on, uh, he takes um, Noah back to his kind of cabin in the woods and um uh they make some cocktails which was great for me because uh fyi my favorite cocktail is an old-fashioned uh <laughs> so seeing steve drug her with an old-fashioned was just uh you know e- extra element you, you, would have, you would have totally fell for it oh, as well wouldn't you if, if sebastian stan made you an old-fashioned yeah, yeah i would have taken that old-fashioned <laughs> off steve straight away i would have i would, I would, I would have, have as well as well i'd have been, yeah. I'd have been flat out because yeah we'd have been straight in the basement (laughs) he drugs her and she wakes up uh you know we've all been there wakes up (laughs) tied tied to to the floor um a prisoner and kind of we start to unravel the um not only does he have her a prisoner he has other people other women prisoner and basically he is a human butcher where he is basically um, selling the women uh, women's body parts for food to the highest bidder, but kind of in the in the most sinister part of it is that he's keeping the women alive as long as he possibly can to keep the mm. meat fresh. Yeah, yeah. Hence the yeah. name. Hence the name. <laughs> um, and so yeah, he is kind of black market. We learn from his kind of dating with Nora that he is a plastic surgeon by trade yeah um although i don't know whether he's actually ever does any plastic surgery really what he's really doing is cutting these women up but keeping them alive um and so yeah, i, I kind of pause for a second there because i'm like i don't want to say he does it in an interesting way but like <laughs> it's just kind of like it's not what i would expect like it's not mm. just like oh he takes a finger and stuff it's like no he'll he'll just take whatever part is has got the highest bidders and if that happens to be like your leg or your or your butt cheeks or your your arm Mm. like whatever people want you're losing and that was kind of like you know it was like a butcher shop where you kind of go in and there's a cut of meat hanging there and you you choose what you want from it and that's basically what he's doing with these live women in in this house and kind of um you know, the rest of the movie is Nora's journey kind of held captive, trying not to be uh, cut up for meat and kind of using the the fact that there is a genuine connection between her and Steve, that Steve mm. does this to kind of, you know, he is um, catfishing these women to get them back there to then, you know, use them. And he's just very cold and clinical with that. He doesn't care for these women and he has no remorse. But he he did develop real feelings for Nora in that brief dating period. And it's, and it's kind of her journey trying to explore those real life feelings and versus Steve being an absolute maniac. Um, That's what's so weird about the, t- the, the turn, I guess is like when it happens, mm. he's still this like really nice, yeah, charming yeah. dude. It's not like it's suddenly, Oh, it's a horror movie. Now I'm going to ham it up and be this absolute psycho. He's still the same character, but now he's put his cards on the table and he's like, look, 
it is what it is like you're gonna die um and i'm and i'm sorry about that in a weird way and and that's what's strange about it where it's like he's almost annoyed at himself that he's like fallen for her in a yeah. way and has these strong emotions because yeah like he's done he's been doing this for a while and it's it's happened a couple of times but almost never to this level i, I guess mm-hmm. like in such a short period of time he really has developed feelings for noah and it's like and he's almost like man oh my job's in the way again i guess i'm gonna have to cut up these women and yeah. sell their meat to the highest bidder like oh well um she tastes good and, <laughs> yeah and that aspect of it was just fascinating to me and i love that they continued through that um with that throughout i love that when noah kind of becomes aware of this that's then her biggest power in this movie and she really plays with that in interesting ways and you just get so many awesome scenes of kind of like manipulation once noah is kind of on board with that um and yeah i love how much they actually go into the meat side of it because mm. a lot of movies would just shy away from that they'd be like yeah we're just selling the meat and you'd get like one scene of him you know sending the meat off and that'd be it yeah. but they really go into like showing him cook these <laughs> these cuts of meat off these women in really detail and describing the recipes and then describing the taste yeah. and showing you it and it's, and that is when i was talking about the horror where it's like I've not felt that way since a lot of like in the Hannibal Lecter movies when they really go into, you know, when someone has a desire for these things Mm. and how much they love it. And I think they get across that so well in this movie, why these elite people really want this and and why they're willing to pay so much money for it. And like Steve is kind of caught in the middle of that where, you know, he is trying it and enjoys it. But then he also loves the aspect of doing it himself. He also loves the aspect of just making a shit ton of money. Um, there's just so much to this movie like i didn't expect there to be such a backstory like i when you see the trailer i guess or even hearing about it being a horror movie and it's like oh she meets this perfect man and he's not who he seems you 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 think it to be a more traditional like oh maybe he just keeps all these women for nefarious reasons and that's it um he's a psycho which you know steve is a psycho but he's a hmm. psycho for monetary gain more than anything really yeah he's just such a layered character Mm. and he continues to be layered um and kind of and as you learn more and more about him especially once you deal with like his his real life outside of his work (laughs) um then becomes even more interesting and they did such a good job as well especially of like portraying that with like the friend kind of uncovering more stuff about steve again just keeping you on the edge of your seat where i was this movie flew past like what is yeah. it just under two hours yeah. and like i want i could this could easily been longer like i just i loved every scene which is so rare uh, other than like i say those really elite movies and i don't know this is this is a movie that the more i think about it i'm like yeah i love everything about it like I say the performances are great <clears throat> amazingly well directed ridiculously original mm-hmm. um shocking at times um i just loved everything about it it's so I think good as well like the whole best friend side character subplot in most movies, that's terrible. Mm. Um, and it's very. This is the best we've seen it since, since Get, Get Out. Out. Yeah, because it's very reminiscent mm. of Get Out, where I'm like, the side plot was all gold. And like, that yeah. was the comedic relief. This is just the unearthing more of what Steve is as a character. And it's all really interesting and really tense as well, because you know that he has this side, and you're, you're wondering when they're going to actually clash and kind of mm. that was really satisfying and really enjoyable i felt and and, I, and that's the thing i feel like just as, as you were touching upon every part of this movie is just satisfying it leaves a nice taste in your mouth just mm. like the meat does <laughs> like it, it's um 
you know, the opening half an hour of their romance was perfect. You couldn't have written a better setup to me. You know, I felt genuine chemistry. I felt for the characters. I also, yeah, felt like they were falling in love. You know, he turns. It's super interesting. We get the character, you know, the, the, the best friend subplot, really interesting. You know, the final act played out in a very satisfying way for me. Mm. And, and i really didn't know, know where it was going to go like it's it's, no. it's, a, it's a dynamic <clears throat> finale which i'll <clears throat> give it credit for because a lot of these horror movies even ones that are very good can have a very formulaic um conclusion we've talked about that time and time again where it's like okay i've enjoyed these first two acts and now based upon how pretty much good the first two acts were i can almost guarantee i could write scene for scene how this movie's yeah. going to play out and sometimes that's not even necessarily a bad thing it can be good but like this wasn't that this was still i was like no i don't know what's going to happen to Noah. i don't know what's going to happen to steve i don't know what's going to happen with these other side characters that are getting involved like genuinely was excited and invested to find out what was going to happen and then once all that came to a head in, in a conclusion it was just so well done it was just great I think as well, like, um, you, you don't always get such a, like, satisfying conclusion. Well, not satisfying conclusion, but just, you know, what feels genuine conclusion for yeah. pretty much every character. Definitely. Normally, like, you know, there's a couple of characters that just kind of throw away or anything else. Um, and, yeah, this movie doesn't do that at all. And, and I think as well, like, like you said, the way that they talk about the meat and the food, you know, it really is you know, what you're seeing is just normal meat being eaten, but like, it just is so disgusting because you know where it's come from and what it mm. is. And, um, the sound effects of them eating, like Steve is just constantly eating really noisily throughout this whole movie. <laughs> and it, it's horrible. Like there's like a scene where he, cause the, the, the movie has a great soundtrack as well. Yeah. Um, and at, at one point, it rolls into, like, four songs, like, back to back to back, almost with no dialogue, um, because you kind of have Steve's home life and then him kind of going for a jog. Then you kind of see him shave this really thin bit of meat off this horrible slice of, you know, leg or whatever it was that was just on the, mm. on the side of his kitchen, just like this cured meat. And he just, like, eats it in a really gross way. And that's the only sound you get. And then another song kicks in. And it was just, they were great song choices. And um, yeah, really, really kind of nailed it. And, um, you know, I, I think um, I, a, a, a couple of times expected Steve to become uh, Patrick Bateman a bit more. Yeah. And he didn't. And like, I, I, I don't really see it as a negative, but I certainly kind of thought he was going to go full psycho because he has these odd moments but then he he does really scale it back and it and it is like you say it's it's a unique um he's a very unique villain in the way that he is kind of very multi-layered and never really has this you know really crazy full turn of just being an absolute piece of shit um, yeah. and i'm so thankful for that as well because i think mm. it's like i say it stays loyal to all the characters where and that, and again that is such an example of great writing where mm. like i say normally in certain finales again even in good movies great movies horror movies you'll get like a scene or two where you're like ah oh, 
based upon what you've shown me of this character up until this point, I personally don't think they would have done that. But I know you needed to get to the next scene, which is why that happened. And you just kind of gloss over it and you just allow it. Um, you know, I remember that like in Scream, we literally said that in our review where it was like, Ooh. I didn't think that character, based upon what I know about that character, wouldn't have made that decision in that moment. But I know why they did it because they needed to get to the scene after it. And and that just happens in writing where you just gloss over it. It's like the yeah. problem creates itself and you can't figure out a good solution. So you just kind of let it happen. Whereas this movie never has that. This movie like stays loyal to the characters that they've set up from the f- the moment you meet them in that supermarket mm-hmm. until the bloody final conclusion. It felt genuine mm-hmm. to me for out, which was great. Yeah. Every uh, single one of the characters ended up where their character should have ended up. Yeah. You know, it, it felt right and it felt genuine. And yeah, I, I was having a quick look at the, the writer as well. Lauren Kahn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it looks like, this is pretty much a debut for her. She's got one other movie writing credit by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, which is incredible as well. Like, yeah. you know, because, you know, like we say, you know, these movies, you know, that we sometimes watch the script does let it down. And we, we speak about it, especially with an indie smaller movie. And like, you know, I'm a little bit, I don't want to, you know, it is a low budget, but you have got a Sebastian Stan in there as well. Mm. And it, you are, you, you are Walt Disney pictures um but it is a low budget movie it is a directorial debut it's a you know it's a writer that's not got a lot of you know credits there and you look at it and you think you know it's got such a well-rounded perfect script where this movie is near two hours long and i'm not for one second gonna do the thing we do every week where we jive at runtime because i i could have taken another half an hour of it easily yeah. like and the best part was was that i didn't need a half an hour of action or whatever you know sometimes we watch these movies and it's like oh I, you know when it got going I, I could have really done with a bit more of a body count or a bit more of the horror when it did this or whatever i just wanted more scenes of them to interacting and, mm. and not just them too but the entire ensemble interacting and just because it was so incredibly well written i could have taken more of the best friend talking to the bartender talking to you know doing investigation steve and nora definitely want more of but yeah like it just more of any of it and i wouldn't have had a problem um and yeah and, and i think that's why both you know all, all, everything script direction and performances were all nailed on which you know i i almost want to give some negatives because i feel like it's been nothing but glowing but i really don't have anything i don't have anything honestly <laughs> like, honestly there isn't yeah. a single thing about this movie that i don't think is just excellent and i think that's what's great about this is that going into this i was a fan of sebastian stan and that just solidified that even more it's just another one of his performances that i loved we then talked about obviously daisy edgar jones who had this ability that we felt like we already knew her but turns yeah. out I, i'm almost certain i've not seen her in anything before same and so now i can add her to the long list of actors that i'm a fan of that i want to see in other stuff and then obviously this direct mimi and this writer lauren like i i want to see them do more stuff in the genre now like i hope they stay in this genre they are ridiculously talented for a debut like i can only imagine what they'll do next um so yeah incredible and i think daisy as well though like Mm. i think for us both to have that reaction like we know her and, and to instantly kind of love that character like it really is a testament to how she nailed that performance yeah where she was instantly familiar therefore you were rooting for her you know within like you say pretty much what when she was in the car 
talking about him messaging, um, uh, saying to bring cash. Yeah, I fell in love with the character at that point. Like that's almost unheard of, especially in a horror movie where most of the time I kind of dislike the characters and want them to die, which is usually the idea. Think about how um, many times we've said that this year alone. Yeah. And and like I say, well, I do think horror in general has this big problem of when you create the the movies that have the amazing antagonists traditionally mm. don't have also exceptional protagonists. And like I say, I think there's a reason why you mentioned Science of the Lambs, not just for the... Yeah, I was going to say, the, the last one that did it exquisitely won the Oscar. Yeah, and like there, there is obviously other films, but it's like traditionally, even like I say with Leatherface, okay, cool, I really liked Leatherface, but it was a shame everyone else sucked. Yeah. And obviously, and I think that's why something like Don't Breathe was great, where it was like, oh no, we genuinely cared about those people going to the house, and the blind man was Ooh. also a really great, compelling villain. So, and again, we're talking about movies that we fucking love here, and so this is why it's such high praise. Um, but yeah, this movie is absolutely awesome. I'm so glad we watched it. I'm so this glad that I randomly saw it last week and kind of gave it a chance because this was a chance like i watched this quite early last week almost in like uh i'm gonna watch this early because yeah well i'm gonna watch it early because if i get to whatever the reveal is after 30 minutes and it's still not a horror movie maybe i'll just stop watching it or watch something else but like yeah as soon as i got to that reveal i was in anyway and also i was already loving it up until that point and then i I watched this all in one go and i've been desperate to talk about it now for days on end because it's it's so good and like i say it's it's criminally flying under the radar and that seems to be Mm. uh kind of weirdly consistent with this show is that a lot of movies that we really love just seem to not get this kind of general mass appeal anymore um especially when it comes to horror that like i can't remember the last time we were i mean it has happened obviously like we love midsummer which was a huge success in other movies but like typically in recent times i guess i mean is the lighthouse popular i don't even know anymore it's so hard no i don't think so i think like in particular kind of you know the last six or nine months i think there's Mm. been quite a few and you know when when we've even had movies like Saint Maud that because it mm. didn't get the states release at the same time, you know, it, it got no buzz in the UK and then and then just didn't get released overseas and and yeah, it, it can, you know, I I think it's you know it's frustrating for the movie, but it's good for us to have these kind of little gems that we can champion because mm. it's kind of you know you don't always want to just be like oh yeah you know there was a screen movie at the cinema that was pretty good like you yeah know, it. it it's good that there are these you know little things that not a lot of people are talking about and i'm I'm glad we're talking about this movie for sure oh yeah i think i said it at the, like at the start of my discussion where like this is my dream for the show like this mm. is exactly it where yeah the, the big movies they'll take care of themselves for better for literally for better or worse and my god have we seen the better and the worse in recent times but i think <laughs> that these are the movies that are just so exciting where yeah you don't have any skin in the game you don't have any investment or excitement you just kind of go in hoping for the best and you get the best like i couldn't have i couldn't have asked for anything for more from this movie so yeah obviously we already did our recommendations but like people need to see this goddamn movie uh, like oh, yeah. and and yeah and it's out now like on like most people will have these streaming platforms for other reasons anyway so um definitely check it out like i hope this is one that will get like a proper full you know blu-ray and shit down the line um because i would love to see like making ofs and you know commentaries and all that stuff like um Get them, get them Disney Plus special features, mate. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, I was actually curious about to see if there's any for Nightmare Alley next week, which I will be checking out. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we shall see. Uh, but for now, that was our discussion on Fresh. Uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back.
So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for this week. Um, before we get uh, very hyped for next week, um, mm. I did watch an, a couple of other horror movies in the past week that I just wanted to touch upon briefly. Because um, yeah, I just had a hankering to watch a bit of Jordan Peele. Um, yeah. So I uh, obviously put on Us, um, which was... I don't think I watched it last year, so it must have been my first viewing since around 2020. And okay. yeah, it's... It's ridiculously exceptional, and I think it's easy to forget how special that movie is. Mm. Um, I I immediately then watched Get Out um, the next day because I was so hyped, and then yeah, just yeah, and it's it's just crazy. Like we we live in such a great time for these horror authors, as we keep discussing, and it's just amazing that Mike Flanagan, Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, you know Robert Eggers, all these people around making horror movies right now. Um, But I do think that there is something about jordan for me personally that has that like extra specialness on top because i think when i think of the movies that i love the most for the podcast i think of potentially five um and two of them are by jordan i think Mm. the other three would be last night in soho would be the lighthouse and would be midsummer i i I think potentially this isn't firm but i think they might be the best five movies i think we've seen for the podcast and so the fact that yeah two of them are from the same guy and they're the only two movies he's directed it's just mind blowing that you forget the level of writing and how everything has dual meaning in both those mm. movies and is just utter utter genius. Um, and yeah, the yeah. fact that we're only four months away from his third movie, um, I am so unbearably excited for it. I watched the Nope trailer about twenty times um, <laughs> after watching these um, because I couldn't help myself, and I did like that. I was pausing every scene. And what I will say, yeah, what I will say is, and obviously maybe we can talk about it a bit more as we get closer to it, but like my prediction, especially after watching Get Out and Us, which are clearly you, they make you think the movie's one thing and then clearly it's not uh, this. Nope is not an alien invasion movie. Like there, there is so (laughs) much bullshit in that trailer, which is intentional. It's, it's in, there's so much intentional bullshit. Like we don't even have to go over it now, but like there are certain things in the trailer that I thought were aliens the first time I watched it. And now I've watched it with the, jordan peele lens on of watching his movies i'm like oh no i can see how this is bait and you also answer i mean the most obvious one is like there's these alien masks that they show a shot of in the trailer and then we see this like alien head popping behind this table later on and it's clearly just a kid wearing that mask but like you don't realize that until you've kind of seen it a few times um because it just looks like a shot in an alien invasion movie um obviously there's a lot of weird shit going on um because everyone's looking up and there's clearly things in the sky um and and obviously the movie is clearly going to make you think it's an alien invasion movie for I'd, i'd say at least half of the duration um but it's jordan he's not just going to make a by the numbers movie it's going to have so many layers so many dual meanings i just can't wait man he's just on another level and if he does yeah. a third movie that is on the level of get out and us he's probably my favorite director of all time at that point if he can do it a third time because i just don't that would just be insane (laughs) i just don't know like i can't think of anyone else who did that you know like on that level three three in a row it's just it'd be mind-blowing you're not Um, you're not wrong because i think you know if i'm you know thinking of the best movies we've done for the podcast I think that list you've said is pretty similar to mine. I think mm. a quiet place would definitely be, would, would probably knock out lighthouse. Yeah. But you know, th- there's, you know, 
his two movies are there. And, and I think, you know, um, like you said, I think one of the things is that when we've been in like the, the highs of horror in the past, it's normally, uh, one author that then creates a genre that everyone else mimics to a good level. Yeah. Um, you know, we had it with the slashers. We had it with the the eighties movies. We had it with, um, you know, James Wan leading the way, and then the the years of ghost movies. You know, and uh, but with what we've got right now, each one of these guys is just bringing crazy original IP that's mm. un you can't copy it. Yeah, because it's just unique and done like imagine like a, a, a fucking subgenre of horror that's like based off get out or us yeah like you, you just can't do it and like you know we're getting that from him we're getting it from ariaster we get james one just come back with malignant and just loses his mind like <laughs> it's, it's fantastic and and you know i don't think we've ever been in a stronger position for for those reasons where it's not just great horror it's all incredibly original and different from from one another and you know i i do agree that jordan has been kind of the pinnacle of that with his two movies but i don't think that should downplay what other people are doing as well you know we haven't um we we haven't touched on like so many people in that conversation and i think um you know that that's kind of what what's so good right right now you know we've got people like flanagan that are just lighting up the the scenes on the on demand and tv you know mm-hmm. as as a as a juxtaposition to to the big cinema releases and and yeah i think it's just i think that's why it's so fun for the last few years is is that we we it hasn't really you know i mean obviously we've had the you know covid delay and things but the 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 kind of quarantine delay aside when there's been a stream of movies coming out there really hasn't been a gap in these big names that have been exciting for the last you know the last while now yeah i mean this era is just insane and and i do think that like it'll be something that people will look back on and that's when it'll fully get its credit because i don't think people are realizing it in the moment the the era we live in for horror right now Mm. is like this is even even in its pinnacle potentially in the 80s you could argue when it was like you know craven and carpenter and all these different names landis and stuff like that was clearly a a great era for horror where you Mm. had like actual horror auteurs but like in the 90s in the early 2000s there's no way you had you know 10 names of people that were making exceptional horror movies and like you specifically said that are so varied like they're so different it's not everyone copying the trend it's Mm. not like oh scream's good now every horror movie is going to be meta and self-aware for the next 10 years like oh like now graphic violence you like saw right everything's going to be like this now oh corn and shit's cool right everything's going to be spooky like no, that is actually everyone is make everyone's got such a different voice. Like I said, like imagine someone trying to make a Robert Eggers movie, like yeah. and being like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna have these two people talk like like this in black and white in the lighthouse." Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, it just would never work in a million years, and it's only well, these got, few geniuses that can do it. Yeah, but you know, there's more because you got you got people that like Del Toro for the yeah. last few years. Oh my god, yeah, crazy things in the genre. And just, you know, leaning into, you know, where he's he's always been kind of there, but mm. he's really lent into it in recent times. And, you know, I think it's just it's great. And I think it's it's, you know, 
talking about Jordan and, and Nope just gets me so excited. And I, I, oh, I'm almost the other wait. way where I just can't, I can't do what you're doing because I'll get too excited. <laughs> And, I, yeah. and I'm just trying to like keep it bottled up and not not go not See, go mad. I've, I've, I need to enjoy that, the other movies. <laughs> post post COVID, and obviously since the start of COVID, I guess that's very yeah. much been my mo is like i haven't and, and as we talked about it with like going into spider-man and matrix two things that i love so much i'd never let myself get giddy with excitement for whatever reason but that's gone with this movie <laughs> like like what happened over the weekend watching those two movies was like yeah, an experience yeah, and yeah i would recommend it to anyone um watching them in, within like a 12-hour window because it's it's just mind-blowing the the level of quality and craft mm. that those two movies have and so and then yeah stick it on the trailer for nope and just being like this looks insane, but I don't trust the single thing I'm seeing in this trailer. <laughs> like, it's a two-minute trailer. The first 30 seconds is, like, talking, setting up the world. So you really... You just get nothing in it. And I I don't know what I'm going to do about other trailers because, obviously, we're going to get another trailer. And at this point, I don't want to know anything else. And I'm going to try my hardest to not watch it, but I can't make any promises um, because I just want to know so badly what his, what his trick had, is. You know, he, he nailed it with us. Um, yeah i don't think there was ever a trailer that was you know awful certainly pre-release there might have been a post-release trailer that come out but there wasn't you know and and a movie like us i guess was it's kind of hard for a trailer to spoil it really mm. um you know yeah with this one i hadn't i hadn't really gave it much thought but like certainly when you were talking about it i'm like yeah he's full of shit like there's this 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. like uh, it, it's almost like i I, I just know, I kind of in my mind, subliminally, subliminally I kind of know that it's going to be um, just a, just a, you know, him messing with your mind. And so I'm, I'm just ready. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait, man. It's oh, so yeah. exciting. Like the fact that it's so close, you know, only a few months away. And obviously we've got plenty of movies to look forward to before then. We're going to get to talk about Stranger Things and all these wonderful things. Um, but yeah, it's great having one of those huge where we have so many movies we're looking forward to this year, but the third Jordan Peele movie, there's there's nothing that's going to come close to that for me um, in terms of excitement. Um, but speaking of excitement, actually, because, yeah, we've already talked about a fantastic new horror movie this week. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a fantastic new horror movie next week, one that we're very excited to check out at the cinema. Finally, we're back to uh, talk about some cinema up. horror. God, it's been so long. I mean, literally, like, the actual last, what, proper one was Scream. <laughs> um which feels like 10 years ago at this point yeah. um and obviously we saw nightmare alley that was only the week after wasn't it so it's still yeah. been a while that um yeah. we've got to see some genre on the big screen and yeah we're both very looking forward to this one it looks so weird in a cool way ty west is yeah. an interesting character as well i'm sure we'll get into more next week Definitely. like he's he's one of the most i, I wonder what it had been like like we like we said kind of when we heard that he was returning that he just lived in a different era for mm. horror for, for horror where it really was different like a decade ago to what it is now and he was at a time when there really wasn't much um and he but he was so marmite at that time where you mm. had these staunch diehard ty west fans that would die for him where they were like he's the next big thing his movies are 10 out of 10 they're classics um and then you had people that just hated his shit that was like completely you know found it just completely boring and dull um and so it was fascinating because like i think we kind of went the whole 
we went all around pretty much every avenue didn't we with <laughs> Ty West at some avenue like I've seen some Ty West movies that I thought were abysmal um, and I've also seen some movies that I thought were absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and luckily it was his latter ones that I thought were better than his early ones um, yeah I think he slowly got better yeah um, so I think he was definitely on an upward trajectory and obviously I never expected him to have such a big absence in between his kind of feature horror movies um, obviously we talked about he did like a western and he's done a shit ton of horror TV so he's still been active but yeah it's nice to see him back where he belongs cinema horror um, hopefully yeah. it's good so we'll be talking about X next week um, we will indeed but yeah that was episode number 289 where we discussed Fresh uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon See you later, everyone. And through my veins and travels to my head, they said, You'll die soon enough anyway, shut up, I can't. Mainly because I never could, and I-